Hey, this is Mr. Anderson, Anderson, and you are listening to Two Out of Three Falls. Yeah, 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 what up? You know, it's uh, Peter Rosenberg, Hot 97, ESPN, WWE Network, Cheap Peak Podcast. Um, let's see what else. I got mad jobs out here, but right now, talking all things wrestling with my man Randy Cruz, the Cruise Control Podcast. Sit back and stay mage. You're listening to Cruise Control with Randy Cruz. This is the voice of the New World Order. N-W-O. And Neil Furman's secrets of WCW Nitro. New two out of three falls here on the Cruise Control Podcast. Grant Matthews, my man from Bleacher Report. How you doing? Doing great, Randy. Feels like just yesterday that we were ranting about Crown Jewel. It's been a mere four or five days. Happy to be back here on the show nonetheless. Exactly. Uh, you can find Graham on Twitter at WrestleRant. Great work for Bleacher Report. You can find me on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, the letter J-C-R-U-Z. You can also find the podcast on both SoundCloud and iTunes, soundcloud.com slash cruise control. Download, rate, comment, subscribe to us on iTunes. Graham, uh, not much as far as I'm concerned to bring up on the Raw SmackDown side. We do have Survivor Series coming up in about a week and a half. Uh, we do have new Raw Tag Team Champions. We, uh, you know, we see SmackDown and see what they're going to do with The Miz and, and, and Daniel Bryan. They're kind of teasing some kind of, uh, you know, them, them teaming up or working together for the Survivor Series team. We don't know if it's just going to be for the pay-per-view or going forward. Um, we have the, let me get it right, the 21-year anniversary of Survivor Series 97, which is the quote-unquote Montreal screw job. I know every single November we, we kind of touch, touch up on it. We kind of uh, repeat ourselves, but you can't gloss over Survivor Series uh, time and not mention the Montreal screw job. But as we've been doing the first couple of weeks or the last couple of weeks on the show, in a new segment called Free For All. Um, just trying to test your knowledge of, of pro wrestling and just trying to be fun with it. Uh, I do, uh, I've thrown Graham three questions per show to see if he gets one right, two right, or all three right. Week one, he was one for three. Last week, he was kind of like borderline two for three. But let's see how Graham does this week. Are you ready? I am ready, Randy. Okay. Uh, matter of fact, like, like you told me before, like Triple H would say, are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready or whatever. However else you would say, Asuka is ready. No one's ready for Randy. How about that? No one's ready for Asuka. No one's ready for Randy. Hey, you know what? Real quick, man. Speaking of Triple H, did you see that injury he had, bro? Oh, that was an ugly ass photo. Oh that was God. disgusting. And they say, they, they, they say it's not fake, right? Yeah, exactly. For <laughs> anyone who says that this shit ain't fake, oh, I show God. them that picture. I present them that photo. It's crazy because, I, you know, we could fantasy book WrestleMania, but, you know, we were kind of hoping him and Batista would kind of um, have a match at WrestleMania. They kind of teased it at a, a SmackDown 1000. Not teasing a match, but kind of teasing some kind of fun, you know, dissension between both of them. There were rumors that it could be Triple H and Batista at WrestleMania. I have, we have no idea now because... From looking at that picture and, you know, a torn pec injury. I know John Cena had it a couple of years ago, and he got back in time for the Royal Rumble. He got injured in, like, in uh, October. 
But that's you know that's John Cena. He he can heal very quickly. He's like fucking Wolverine, and we got to see you know Hunter Hunter is a little older now. We got to wait and see how long uh, it'll take for him to come back, and if he comes back at all. But that that injury, man, wow, I, and it's, it's crazy for him to even finish that match at Crown Jewel with that with that injury, man. Is it really that crazy, Randy, considering this is the same guy who tore his quad and finished the match anyway, despite being out for nine months after that? I, I expect nothing different from Triple H. I mean, I'm not the <laughs> biggest Triple H fan in the ring as a wrestler, but the guy's heart and determination and just whatever it is you want to call it, drive to finish a match, despite being how hurt he is, is uh, second to none. So I would never question the guy in that case whatsoever. Mm-hmm. All right, Graham, I, I, I think I'm going to throw a little light curveball at you. I think you might get this uh, number one right. So here we go. Um, again, also, if you like this segment, uh, again, reach out to me and Graham, Russell Rant, Randy J. Cruz on Twitter. And, you know, if you're a fan of the show, download, uh, subscribe, you know, do all that good stuff on SoundCloud and iTunes. We greatly appreciate it. Also, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Cruise Control for two out of three falls t-shirts. All right, Graham, here we go. Uh, Ric Flair has fought four times at WrestleMania. Which WrestleManias were they? Ric Flair? Rick, yeah, the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. The Nature Boy. Okay, wrong wrong Nature Boy. I thought you were talking about Buddy Rogers, my uh, man. You got to specify. Um, <laughs> we're talking about WrestleMania 18, of course. WrestleMania 8 faced Macho Man Randy Savage. WrestleMania 18, he faced um, The Undertaker. WrestleMania 20, he teamed up with the rest of Evolution against The Rock and McFoley. And in 24, he faced Shawn Michaels in what would be his final WWE match. Yeah. That's not fair, man. <laughs> hey, what are you talking I about? Know. Question is a question. I told you, an answer I told is an you, answer. I, I got that one right. I told you it, it was a light curveball. That, that's, that, that's, okay. That's a little ice okay. All right. So you, so you one for one. Um, AJ. Okay. I'm going to. All right. AJ Styles. You know, I know we'll get to him with being a, a one-year champion. Um, he's fought three times at WrestleMania. Against Chris Jericho, Shane McMahon, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Can you tell me in order, out of those three matches, which one was the longest match and which one was the least longest match, if that makes sense? Can you repeat the first half of the question? He fought Chris Jericho, Shane McMahon, and Nakamura, AJ Styles, uh, at WrestleMania. I want you to tell me, out of those three matches, which match... Yeah, I want you to rank them as the longest match and the least longest match in time. Oh, okay. Got you. Got you. I know the Shinsuke match was the longest. I think it's Shinsuke. Him and Jericho got a long time. They got a long time. So I'm going to say it's Shinsuke, um, Shinsuke, Jericho, and then Shane. So longest to shortest. That's what I think it would be. And that's your final answer? That is my final answer. And you will be totally wrong. Really? What yeah, match was longer? Yeah. Um, I'll break it down to you like this. The least match uh, as far as time was the Chris Jericho match at 17 minutes and 10 seconds. I thought that was like 20 minutes. I know that will go. I know. I figured that one was shorter, but I'm not sure. I thought the Shane match was shorter despite it being better. I don't remember. Um, how, how long was the um the other match? The longest match he's had at WrestleMania was Shane McMahon at 20 minutes and 35 seconds. 
Really? How really? long was the Shinsuke match? He beat the Nakamura match by 15 seconds. <laughs> oh, my God. Give me a break. Hey, no breaks here, but <laughs> no breaks here. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, I was going to get it wrong anyway, but, like, I could have sworn it was, like, a half an hour. Wow, it was 20 minutes. That WrestleMania had, like, no long matches at all for the most part. Like, no matches exceeded 20 minutes. From what I'm looking at right here. That's ridiculous. So you are one for two, buddy. All right, last one. Since we did mention Triple H, I want to get this right. Then be fair. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Um, he's for twelve WrestleMania matches that have gone twenty minutes or more, which is typical because that's Triple H. <laughs> Do you know? What Triple H's longest match at WrestleMania is? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Um, his longest WrestleMania match? And you know what? If you can't give me that, I, 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 I'll be a little fair. I say, if you can't give me the number one, at least give me his top three longest matches at WrestleMania. I feel like the longest match, are we talking not just single matches, right? Is that correct? Right, just a match that, that includes Triple H. Okay, I'm thinking it's the WrestleMania 2000 main event just because it had four people in it, and I know it was an elimination match. So I feel like that was the longest. If it wasn't that match, then it would have to be the Undertaker match, which I know went at least a half an hour. Which that one, match though? Was which one? Long. Which one? Um... Remember, there's two of them. Two? What do you mean? No, three two of, of the three? No, yeah, no. He, he fought. He fought take it three times, but the one you're mentioning. Oh, the 28 match, the 28, WrestleMania okay. 28 match. All right. So uh, I mean, 27 went long too. I I'm just going on. I think 28 was longer. I'm not sure. Um. You know what? I'll say for the. I'll go with your other. I'll go with the other option that you were going with. Say the top three because I don't know which one was longer between those three. All right. I'll say Triple H's WrestleMania 27, 28, and WrestleMania 2000 matches were his longest matches. And Graham, you know what? You will be correct. Uh, wow! Wrestle- really? Okay. Yeah, cool. All, all three of them. WrestleMania 16 was his longest match at uh, 36 minutes with uh, 24 seconds because that was a fatal okay. four-way. That's what I thought. And his two matches with, with The Undertaker, uh, two out of three matches he had, he's had with Taker. WrestleMania 28, a uh, little over a half hour. WrestleMania 27 at uh, 29 minutes and 23 seconds. So, Damn, okay. Um, yeah, man, he's had uh, 12 matches with 20 minutes or more. I think after that was WrestleMania 32 with with, with uh, Roman Reigns. Then he's had uh, a, a lot of time has been allotted for Triple H at WrestleMania, and, and there's no, you know, we kind of know why, but, you know, he's been multiple times in the main event. But when I was doing the whole trivia kind of uh, watch on, um, you know, online and, Wikipedia trying to find a question. I'm like, holy shit, WrestleMania 16. And, and you know what's so funny? That's not a match that I think me and you can sit back and say, you know what? I feel like watching WrestleMania 16's made of fat, you know? That match sucked. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah. That match was not good. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that good. 
Um, <laughs> so yeah, man, two out of three. Congrats to you. I think either you're getting better or I'm falling off. So I hope next week that I I, I come with harder questions. You know, th- this is supposed to be a difficult task for you, but um, I, I guess that shows how smart you are in pro wrestling, man. Good job. I try. I try my best, Randy. I strive to be the best. There is the best there was and the best there ever will be when it comes to WWE trivia every single week. Oh, man. Uh, we did mention AJ Styles moving forward. Um, I'm trying to pull up. Oh, no. It was last Survivor Series. So AJ Styles is now a WWE champion for a year, a little over a year now. Um, one, real quick. Are you surprised that AJ Styles is now on the list for having the belt for a year or more? Are you surprised about that? I think you'd be lying if you said that you would be surprised or that, that you aren't surprised by that, rather. I don't think anyone expected AJ to last at least past WrestleMania's WWE champion, if that, let alone a full year as champion. That's pretty amazing, especially considering the guy no one had ever pegged to have him win the WWE championship in the first place, dating back to 2016 when he showed up. No one ever pegged him to show up in the company at all when he first debuted at the right. Royal Rumble in 2016. So it's an, a, pretty, a pretty amazing accolade considering that this one championship reign, I think, has outlasted any championship reign that he had in TNA combined, which is pretty incredible, I think, if you add up the days. Um, that's a hell of a long time. I don't care what the stipulation is or what the asterisk is next to it, whether it's because he's not on Raw or because there's no competition on SmackDown. I don't buy that shit for a second. I don't know what their ultimate plan is with AJ Styles. I really don't. But the guy has beaten pretty much everyone that has stepped up to challenge him from Samoa Joe multiple times, to Shinsuke Nakamura multiple times, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler, Baron Corbin, you name him, he's beaten them, dating back to um, when he won the championship. Jinder Mahal, Rusev, two more people he's beaten with the championship on the line. So uh, never count out AJ Styles. The guy definitely deserves a championship of that length, a championship reign of that length, just because the guy is every bit as phenomenal as he claims to be. Mm-hmm. The best all-around performer on SmackDown, maybe even in the entire company, for uh, including Raw here as well. But um, yeah, I'm absolutely surprised to see him come so far, but genuinely or pleasantly surprised. It's a good way to put it, just because um, it's such a great thing to have a long-standing champion that actually is deserving of the accolade and is putting on great matches every single week, like we saw with Daniel Bryan last week on SmackDown, like we saw at um, Crown Jewel with Samoa Joe and Andrade Sinamos on TV and all these other people, as opposed to Brock Lesnar, who holds a championship for 500 days. And we rarely ever see the guy. And when we do see a guy, it's two-minute squash matches that do nothing for anyone. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think it's been a great reign so far. Again, like I said, I have no idea what they have in mind. At one point, I thought, and this still could be the plan, that The Miz would be the one to take that title from AJ and have it be Brian and Miz for the championship at Mania. And based off what we saw tonight on SmackDown, maybe that's still the case. But um, Miz, to me, does not feel like a bona fide main event player right now. He really hasn't done a lot to build or maintain momentum the guy is great but he doesn't feel like a proper successor to that championship um you know to aj styles being champion so time will tell but i have enjoyed thoroughly aj's reign and hope that the remainder of it is every bit as good as the last year has been but do you think that now they're gonna make aj the champion to surpass uh cm punk's 434 dave reign as wwe champion or do you think that we're going to see AJ drop the belt anytime soon? 
there really is no reason for him to drop the belts anytime soon. I mean, he's obviously not losing it at Survivor Series. Unless they do a quick change in the next couple of weeks or months, um, or he gets hurt, God forbid, I don't think he's losing that championship until at least a Royal Rumble. I mean, it would be, I mean, obviously, again, he's not defending it until at least at the earliest, I would assume, TLC, which is not until mid December. To break Punk's record, I believe he would have to hold the championship until at Rumble. least the Rumble. Yeah. Because um, I know Punk's record was like 14 months. And by Royal Rumble, it will have been over 14 months since he was won the championship. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I don't know who that would be to. Maybe The Miz. I guess The Miz would make the most sense. He's already beaten Nakamura, Rusev, um, Samoa Joe multiple times. I'm not really sure who else is left. I mean, I guess Andrade, he's beaten him a few times too. Rey Mysterio is not getting a world championship run. Jeff Hardy is not getting a world championship run. Daniel Bryan is beaten as well multiple times. So I'm not really sure who's next um, if it's not The Miz. But if it is The Miz, I would hold off on that until at least the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Um, but not just to break Punk's record, but just because it makes sense. I mean, at this point, it's got to be a big deal when he eventually drops that championship. To do it at fucking TLC is such a waste. Um, I would wait a little longer after that, after that, just especially because he's likely losing. Okay, he's not likely. He is losing to Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series. So have him lose that Survivor Series. And then again at TLC, I think would be... Not extremely damaging to AJ, but it's not necessary. So I would keep the championship on him until at least the Rumble, but not just to break Punk's record, because who gives a shit about that? It's not like Punk is like the longest reigning champion of all time. Like I think people mm. get this in their mind that it's he's the longest reigning champion ever, but not really like I guess of the quote-unquote modern era. That's yeah. what they called CM Punk when he held the championship for 14 months back in 2012 or 2011, 2012, 2013. I guess, but like, what the fuck is a modern era? Like, the longest reigning champion in 25 years? Like, I know Brock Lesnar, it wasn't the WWE championship, but Brock Lesnar fucking held the title for over 500 days. He quote unquote broke Punk's record. Wrong championship, I know, but he, it doesn't matter what title it is. He still held that championship longer than anyone else, a world title longer than anyone else, including Punk. So, if AJ breaks the record, it's not even really a record. Like, the guy is sixth on the list. And yeah, at that point, there's really no one else for him to surpass on that list without holding the championship for fucking like years on end before it gets into like Hogan, San Martino, um, and like uh, Pedro Morales territory. So mm. I would keep the championship on him until the Rumble, but not just to break Punk's record. Like, who, again, who gives a shit about that? So we'll see. Um, but the whole Punk thing, I think, is just dumb. Maybe the I don't think they just, at this point, it's been so long. They're not doing anything to spite CM Punk specifically. Who the fuck cares? The best in the world stuff was all just, I mean, I'm sure they don't care about spiting Punk, but that's not their intention. That's their only intention, how dumb. But it's been so long since he left. Does anyone really care? So it's not like they're doing this just to break Punk's record because it means nothing at this point. Mm. Just have him be the WWE champion. For as long as possible, just because AJ is indeed the best person on that brand to carry SmackDown. So, I, in my opinion, I think at this point he is holding the championship until the Rumble. AJ Styles became champion on November 7th of last year on SmackDown, defeating your guy, Jinder Mahal. Um, so, technically, tomorrow on the 7th, he will be a, a one-year champion. He does get Brock Lesnar at Survivor Series in a non-title match, and you feel like Brock is going to win again. Is there any chance that, you know, since Brock won last year, that AJ 
gets one up on him this year? Or do you feel like now with the Brock Lesnar being new champion, then there's a the 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 UFC out there and Daniel Cormier calling Brock Lesnar out, and then like you can't call out Brock Lesnar, and then all of a sudden two weeks later at Survivor Series he takes an L to AJ Styles. So you just kind of feel Brock is going to go over AJ, right? Definitely. There's no there's no doubt about it. I know people have this in their mind that like wrestling booking 101, oh, AJ lost last year's got to get the win back this year. That's not the case. We're talking about Brock Lesnar here, people. The same guy who just squashed Braun Strowman, who has been protected more than anyone, including AJ, in like two minutes. He beat him in two minutes. So realistically, it makes no sense for AJ to outlast two minutes with Brock, but he did it last year. So the whole booking with Brock Lesnar is so fucking stupid because AJ could, you know, he was in the ring with Brock for like close to 10 minutes last year, but Braun can't survive two minutes with him. Like, I know Baron Corbin attacked him beforehand uh, at Crown Jewel on Friday, but still, it's very illogical. That being said, it makes no sense for AJ to win, aside from the fact that he lost last year. Yeah, AJ should get the win in any other circumstance, but again, we're talking about Brock. And I mentioned this on Friday when we reviewed Crown Jewel, but the only four people to have beaten Brock since he came back in 2012 include John Cena, Triple H, Goldberg, and Roman Reigns in one-on-one competition. Three of those guys are part-timers. The other guy is Roman Reigns. AJ Styles is no Roman Reigns in WWE's eyes. So AJ's not beating Brock Lesnar, especially since Brock Lesnar is very likely going to be competing in the UFC at the onset of 2019. Why the hell would they want Brock Lesnar losing a stage fight before he's supposed to be a threat in the octagon in January? I know it's two very different companies, but it just doesn't make much sense. If they didn't want to have Brock get beat by AJ, you shouldn't have put the championship on him in the first place, that being Brock Lesnar. So I do not see a scenario at all, really, quite honestly, where AJ beats Brock at Survivor Series. So real quick, um, in the event that Brock goes to the UFC and loses in January or whenever his next fight is, and he loses, let's just be hypothetical, he loses, but he's still the universal champion. Does that change the mind of the booking where, all right, Brock, you lost in a real fight now. I think now it's time that we can kind of book you to lose a fake fight now. Or do you think they still they, they would still try to make him look strong or I I don't know, man. I think all depends on that on that UFC match. Do they make him look strong if he loses or not? AJ Styles, I mean, there's a decent chance. Again, I feel like... No, I mean Brock. I'm talking about Brock. Like, if Brock fights at UFC and he loses to Cormier or whoever, and he's still yeah. the universal champion, how does McMahon and the company kind of book Brock Lesnar going forward? Like, all right, you lost in a real fight. Now we can start making you lose to Braun Strowman and AJ Styles and whoever of the world. They'll forget it even happened. The thing with this company <laughs> is that if Brock wins... It's like, oh, look at us. We have a legitimate fighter on our roster. Until it's revealed that he did fucking roids again like he did the last time. And it's like, okay, never mind. It didn't happen. Oh, my God. Okay, but if he loses, the fight never happened. That's the thing. Like, with the Brock fight a couple years ago, they didn't really mention it on TV because they thought there was a good chance he would lose. And then after he won, they played it up on TV huge. He's this big fighter. He's a huge-ass name. He won in a real fight. Like, it's... Isn't WWE supposed to be real, too? So it makes, it makes no sense. Mm. But, um, you know, he, he's going to lose. He'll likely lose to Cormier. That's my pick. I honestly do think he's going to lose. Wow. And when he does, 
it's going to make it's it's not going to make a fucking lick of a difference in terms of kayfabe because there's really no crossover. If he does win and makes the championship, would that look that much more prestigious? Especially if he becomes UFC heavyweight champion. Um, if he's holding UFC gold and Universal title gold at the same time, that's pretty cool. But the guy's never on TV, so who cares? Who it does? Does it even matter? Like, I mean, I would I would assume if he was he was the the um, the UFC champion, they gotta bring him out on TV with both belts, right? I think that'd be stupid if they don't. Can they even do that though? Like, would UFC even allow that? That's my question. I honestly don't even know. I mean, I really I don't. I mean, they know. could probably call him the UFC champion. He's not carrying that universal title out to the octagon um, in a couple months. It is going to be cool to see. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming he's not dropping the championship before then. I don't know when the fight's taking place. I thought it was January. I might be wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think it's set in stone yet, but after what Cormier said, the most recent UFC pay per view, it's probably happening very sooner, a lot sooner rather than later. So in that case, right. um, he's not bringing the championship with him to UFC, the Universal Championship. He doesn't care about the belt. The UFC does not care about the belt. It's mm-hmm. not a real championship. So why the hell would he bring it with him? But it will be cool from a historical stat standpoint to see the UFC champion versus a WWE world champion. I guess that's kind of cool, even though it means nothing just because Brock never shows up in WWE. So who cares? But whatever. Um, yeah, it'd be cool to see him bring the championship to, to, to Raw one or two times, but... Again, does, does do wrestling fans, does the main roster audience really care about seeing Brock Lesnar hold both belts? Does it even really matter? Like, he's not around anyway, and then he's going to drop the Universal Championship, hopefully at some point in the near future. To whoever it is, I don't know, but hopefully it's not too, too long from now. So, I don't know. I think there is a good chance that he could be holding both belts, but currently my pick is for Cormier to go over in that fight. What I want to do with you now is... You know, we kept mentioning AJ is now going to be a one-year champion. Uh, he's had many, well, multiple fights on pay-per-view. Probably not much also always the main event. But I want to break down, for, you know, for what you could remember, um, kind of ranking one through five every match he's had on pay-per-view as a champion. You want to do that? Absolutely. All right. So, again, he won the belt in November on November 7th last year. Against Gender, then he had a rematch with Gender at Clash of Champions in December. So he defeated Gender obviously by submission in 23 minutes. One through five, do you even remember that match? I do. It was nothing special compared to the other AJ Styles matches on pay per view. It was the best Gender Mahal match I've ever seen, but it was easily the weakest of every AJ Styles pay per view match from that uh, from that point forward. So that was the weakest match. All right, then we get to the the, the fight Royal Rumble 2018, a hand, um, a handicap match with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, uh, 15 minutes. Where do you rank that match with AJ Styles? Toward the bottom. I mean, I remember it being a good match. I was at that pay per view. I enjoyed the match. Wow. It wasn't a classic by any means. It was more focused on storytelling with Zayn and Owens than it was AJ winning. Probably in the bottom half or the top half? Probably in the bottom half. Let me see. We fought at Elimination Chamber 2018. Oh, that that was still... Was that still Raw? Oh, okay. That was a... Oh, wow. It was, was a still, uh, co-branded show. Oh, no. That was a SmackDown was still, show. That was no. a SmackDown show. Last co-branded show they ever did. No. Chamber was a Raw show. Oh, I'm sorry. They said Fastlane. Yeah, Chamber was a oh, Raw God. show. Yeah, okay, so Fastlane was when AJ defended with that six-pack challenge in the main event. It was him, Owen, Zane, 
Corbin Ziggler, oh, yeah. and uh, Cena. Um, How was that? Man? I, I don't. I don't. Yo, you know what's so funny, Grant? You mentioned earlier AJ has had a great run. That's cool, but I don't. I mean, I have no. I, I don't know why, but I just don't remember these matches. Like, I, I, and I feel like I'm supposed to because I, I am an AJ fan. I am a wrestling fan. I would know. I know Stone Cold's run. I know. I know The Rock's run. I know Triple H's run. I know Shawn Michaels' run. I don't remember AJ's run because I feel like, and I could be wrong. As we go into show for show for show, there hasn't been that monumental. Holy shit! That match was. You know, no pun intended. Phenomenal. There hasn't been that one standout match for me during this run. That's why some fans could say, "Okay, it's cool. He's he's been a champion for a year, but has the run been been you know memorable? What match can you say? You know what? Out of that, out of that whole run, that AJ versus whoever match was was dope. And I just I I just don't recall these matches. I will agree that he has not had one classic match. He's had a lot of very good to great matches, but not one classic match. Okay. And I agree with that. But I mean, you could say the lot. You could say that about pretty much any other champion this company has had in recent years, for the most part. For the most part. Um, I mean, yeah, but AJ, I, I think you know, for for him, okay, like like you said, you know, gender did not have a fucking classic match as champion. We, yeah, we no, agree. I think I think the stakes and expectations are a little higher with AJ because he is one of, if not the best guy in the entire company in the ring. So exactly. I will agree with that. I think the expectations are a little too high with him sometimes. Like the Nakamura matches, I thought were very good to great. They weren't classics. Joe Majesty were very good to great, but not classics. So I think they they. I don't know. I think creative has a lot to do with it too. But they are they're also just not delivering classic matches. And that's on the performers, too. It's not all on creative. So I will agree with that. He has yet to have one classic match as WWE champion. It doesn't hurt the reign. I think, I think it's still a great reign. Right. But it, it, there is, it is lacking that one monumental five-star instant classic. So the six-pack challenge at Fastlane, where do you rank that? How, how was that match? I remember it being entertaining. Um, I, just, I don't really remember it as well as I do the other matches. Um, I know it was a good match. Just because you had six very good performers in there, I think AJ retaining. There was just no doubt about it whatsoever. So again, very entertaining match. Probably the best thing on the entire show. But I guess I would rank it towards the bottom, just because no one is talking about it six, seven, eight months later. So I'd have to rank it towards the bottom. Okay, so I assume we get to WrestleMania, Shinsuke Nakamura, AJ for the title. Let me see how long that match went. That match went twenty minutes. So AJ Nakamura, and I guess the first time. He defended it against Nakamura. You you already know how I felt about that match with the hype and the you know being the fantasy match that everybody wanted to see, but it was kind of you know, slow, kind of boring for me. I, you know, it followed. It, it, it's not like it followed a dope match and the crowd was tired. I think the crowd was tired by that time because that was the twelfth match on the fucking card and it started like four hours before that. But AJ Nakamura won at WrestleMania. Uh, how do you how do you uh, rank that? I mean, just to, I'll just combine all four matches because they had four. One at Mania, one at Greatest Royal Rumble, one at Backlash, and one at Money in the Bank. Wow. Um, they were all very good. I thought they got better as they went along. And it's not like they didn't have chemistry because they had a great match over in Japan. I think the WWE limitations definitely do play a factor. This was just underwhelming. I thought this was a great match, but it was indeed underwhelming given the hype and you know, like you said, I think people made it out to be this fucking like the the second coming of Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker going in. Clearly, it wasn't. 
the feud, I could not tell you one thing about the feud be- before WrestleMania. <laughs> it was babyface versus babyface. I respect you. You respect me. Yeah. No one gave a shit. I mean, the people were looking forward to the match, but the feud was completely non-existent. Um, I thought the match was great. One of the better matches on the whole show. Definitely disappointing, though. I think people are expecting a five-star classic, so when they got a three-and-a-half-star match, they were like, oh, that's that's not good. So it was a very good match in a vacuum, but when you compare it to the Japan match, it was like, eh, it was average by their standards. Yeah. And Nakamura I, turns heel. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. I think the feud, I mean, I, you know, Nakamura did win the Rumble, and then I think the whole feud was respect and, you know, need to face, and that was really it. And that was your main event hype for the, for WrestleMania. That was it. Yeah, no, it really wasn't there at all. It was just like, oh, let me shake your hand. It was it was pretty <laughs> pretty pimp by numbers. It did get better after that when Nakamura turned heel. The greatest Royal Rumble match and the Backlash matches. I don't really remember. I know they were good, but the issue with those matches was that the non-finish fucking ruined them. The greatest Rumble match had a n- double countout, I think. Double countout, yep. And then the backlash match ended in a draw because they it was like no disqualification or something, and it ended in a fucking draw. A draw because and a no low blowed match. Or, uh, they low blowed each other. It was yep. so stupid. They were good matches, but they were fucking ruined by the awful finishes. The Money in the Bank match was definitely the best match they had. It was a little slow early on. I was there for that match too. Um, at Money in the Bank in Chicago. It was a great match. Yep. Again, not a five-star classic. It was a last-man-standing match. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought they worked well together. The final second half or so, I thought was strong. AJ went over, surprised me. I thought Nakamura really should have won the belt there, which you could probably say about any other point during AJ's run. But nonetheless, um, it was a great match that I enjoyed. So this was probably the best AJ WWE title match um, up to this point. And I would say... I would say the best AJ title match yet. I can't think of a better match than this. I think the Joe match from Super Showdown might be up there as well. If if it's not tied, it might be slightly above it because that match was great too. Mm-hmm. But um, this match might take the cake. It's it's a toss up between those two matches. Yeah, I think you know that was the longest match. Should me, the longest match them two had about a little over a half hour. We now get into Extreme Rules, and he fights Rusev uh, in about fifteen minutes. So. Eh. Rusev. Eh. <laughs> it was a good match. No one uh, thought for a second that AJ was winning. Not for a fucking second. So the match was really good. It was one of the better matches on the whole show. Not saying much, though. Yeah. It was a pretty filler match. It was like, eh, it's kind of there. Exactly, yeah. So, um, yeah, no, it was, a, it, was, it was a good match, but it paled in comparison to everything else on the show. Then we get to SummerSlam. Samoa Joe defeated AJ by DQ in 22 minutes. I think if a match goes 15, 20 minutes, that shit got to end in a, a submission. Uh, last man standing, one, two, threes. You can't do a fucking DQ when a match goes over 15, 20 minutes. And then it's like it, it, it defeats the purpose, man. It does. Yeah, no, I totally agree. All right, so I would so Samoa Joe beat him, but not for the uh, in a DQ. So AJ is still a champion. Now we get to Hell in a Cell, trying to see AJ. Yeah, AJ defeated Samoa Joe in 19 minutes. How was that match? Uh, it was a good match. Yeah. I the Hell in a Cell match was pretty damn good. Um, I thought the Super Showdown was the best one of the all three, yeah, just because they had a decisive finish. Same thing like with the Nakamura matches. The AJ Joe feud was great, but the matches they had fluky finishes every time. 
This was a great match up until the fluky finish where, like, AJ tapped out, but the camera didn't see it, the ref didn't see it, whatever. Um, it was a great match, though. The Super Showdown match was the best of all three matches that they had, or, yeah, three. I mean, I guess the fourth match would be the Crown Jewel match, which was good. I don't know where it would rank among the other five, the other two or three. I'd probably at the bottom. That was kind of an average match. Mm-hmm. I just remember it being good just compared to everything else in Crown Jewel. Um, but the Super Showdown match was the best one of them all. I think the other match that we need to consider here, too, that took, pla- that took place on TV mm-hmm. actually happened last week with Daniel Bryan. Okay. Uh, my top three favorite AJ Styles WWE Championship matches so far would have to be the Joe Super Showdown match, Nakamura at Money in the Bank, and then the Daniel Bryan match that would might be number one from SmackDown last week, and it wasn't even on pay-per-view. So um, that would be my top three. Um, okay, so Samoa Joe, that was uh, Super Showdown. Then we're kind of getting into kind of more recent. Uh, then we get to, to Crown Jewel. And then, okay, uh, Samoa Joe. Then you mentioned uh, Daniel Bryan on SmackDown. So, I mean, Grant, we just went, we just went through it. Not a really a classic match on 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 the resume. Again, not saying it's his fault or whatever, but it just hasn't been that one defining classic match on the resume for AJ Styles during this run. Will we see one? I think we will. It just hasn't happened yet. But uh, I, I think for the you know again the the, the quote unquote modern era of championship reigns, I think it's up there. People are gonna. You know, recall it no matter what because they just love AJ Styles. But I, just, I just, I really wish they did. You know, it was a, it would that there was a match that you could go back and say, man, I, I, I gotta go see that once, twice, three times, four times. I, I can always see that. And for me, there's not one match that I can do that. But I know coming up could be the Miz. It could be more Samoa Joe. It could be more Daniel Bryan. Um, could be Randy Orton in his sights. I, I don't want to see him and Nakamura again for a hot second. Maybe him and Samoa Joe for a hot second. I don't want to see, but I think he should be champion. No, I think he will be champion by the time the Rumble comes. And if he does lose it, I think it'll be at WrestleMania because, you know, you having the belt for that, for that long amount of time, you, you, you're probably going to break CM Punk's record. And drop it at, at WrestleMania, but then then it's like to who? So, um, I don't know, man. Very, a very, I, I would say a very interesting championship reign that I felt could be could be a whole lot better. I agree. I think it's still been great, but it could always be better, um, especially with like that one classic match. And that this isn't his fault specifically, but right. the fact that he's been booked like an like a like a mid card champion. The mid card championships don't really exist anymore. The IC and US title, the the IC and US titles don't really mean anything at this point. The WWE title is the new Intercontinental Championship because it has been booked as a stepping stone to the Universal Championship since the Universal title was created since its inception in 2016. The WWE Championship is yet to headline any pay per view where both Raw and SmackDown have been a part of, and that's really what has hurt the co-branded pay-per-views i don't think the co-branded pay-per-views are a bad idea anymore as much as i did at the start of the year um but just in retrospect it it for for the wwe championship it did a lot of damage just because the last pay-per-view that the wwe championship main evented was Fastlane, and that was a smackdown exclusive event meaning that of all the pay-per-views we've had this year raw and smackdown uh alike combined the WWE title has not made invented a single show. You're right. Whether it be Mania, Backlash, mm-hmm. Greatest Royal Rumble, 
um, Money in the Bank, Extreme Rules, SummerSlam, Hell in the Cell, Super Showdown, Crown Jewel, you name it, it has not main event thing. That's a lot of shows for it to not be main event thing. Usually AJ has the best match in the entire show, but the company thinks that, and they see Raw as their baby, as the flagship show, and that the Universal title must always take precedence, which is not should not be the case, but it is. Um, so, yeah, that, that's a big, another reason right. why I think the WWE title has been looked at as not an afterthought, but not as important as it should be, just based off how it's been portrayed by the company. A lot like when CM Punk was champion for a long time in 2011, 2012, and then he turned heel, mm-hmm. then it started inventing more pay-per-views, but that was when we had really one brand and not two. I mean, we had two world titles, but yeah. um, that, that was a different story. Now we only really, we do have two separate shows, and that Universal Championship is a Raw title, so because of that, it has to main event the show. So yeah, I, I right, don't see man. that changing anytime soon. You're right because I know I could be wrong. I don't have it in front of me, but I, I know CM Punk did not main event a lot of uh, shows either as champion. So uh, I, I think he made event a, 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 a small handful, but AJ has has not made events yet unless is you know not counting the, the the SmackDown show, the all SmackDown show with gender. Anything after that. When they kind of co-branded everything, he's he's not main evented a show, and and that and that is, you know, no, that's that's not a knock on him. It just they they put the the, the whole universal title above that and other matches, even even the intercontinental title with Dolphin Seth Rollins, uh, main evented Extreme Rules in a, in a fucking uh, Iron Man match for a half hour. So even with that, like AJ can't even main event Extreme Rules as champion. So. Um, I, I, hopefully, they look back at the prestige of, of the title and not look at it as is, like, as if it's a, a U.S. title or intercontinental title with all due respect to them. But, you know, it's the main belt. It's the main belt in the company. It ain't the universal championship belt. It's not. It just came out like two years ago. It's, it's not the main belt. Start treating the, the world title as the main title on the show. And you never know. You might see better matches. I, maybe AJ fighting fifth on the card. Maybe throws him off. I have no idea. But let him rock out for the for the final match. You know, maybe he'll do better. I don't know. No, I agree. I agree. I think a lot of these matches deserve to be the main event. There was no reason for fucking AJ and Joe to take a back seat to Triple H and the Undertaker Super Showdown. A match that sucked. <laughs> it was awful. It was terrible. AJ and Joe should have been in the main event of SummerSlam, but it wasn't. Um, AJ Nakamura should have main event in Money in the Bank, and it didn't. So, that, 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 I mean, this has gone on for months now. Um, so far, if you include the SmackDown exclusive show, exclusive shows, within one year, AJ's main evented two pay-per-views. TLC 2017. Or not TLC, the Clash of Champions, Clash whatever. Champions. Clash of Champions 2017 and Fastlane. Within one year that CM <laughs> Punk was WWE champion, mm-hmm. he main evented sir, no, TLC 2011, mm-hmm. uh, which was right after he won it. He main evented Night of Champions 2012, Hell in the Cell 2012, and Survivor Series 2012. So he main evented four pay-per-views within one year of being champion. And then Fastlane, a Royal Rumble 2013 when he lost it. So that's five pay-per-views in total to CM Punk's, or to AJ's one. And at that point, they were also co-branded pay-per-views, and Ron Smackdown weren't really a thing. And we also, at that point, had two world titles. So Punk has five main events in pay-per-view to AJ's one at this point in time. 
Do you do you ever real quick before I go on to you know what's gonna happen at Survivor Series 2018? Do you do you ever go back at the CM Punk era and look at I, I you know listen I know the main match is him with John Cena from Money to Bank, but do you ever go back at his matches just to kind of see or kind of say you know what maybe there's still some under appreciation for that title reign and say you know what maybe I got I gotta go back and see that match because. It, it, it doesn't ring a bell or it kind of gets gets glossed over for whatever reason. Do you ever go back and check out his matches from that championship reign? I enjoyed the punk reign. I thought it was one of the better reigns that we've had in the last five, ten years. I mean, I just have a personal attachment to it just because I'm a big punk fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that period of time in WWE kind of sucked. They really did. 2012 was like a dark period for the company. There was a lot of cool stuff that happened, but at the same time, you go back and compare the match quality from today to then. Oh my god, it was awful. It was absolutely terrible for the most part. What back um, then? That punk ring. What'd you say? You said terrible with now or back then? The, the, the back match then. Quality. Oh really? my god, the in ring quality is so much better now compared to back then. I know now really? we nitpick about certain things not being as good. Um, you know, like in the ring, all oh, that match could be better. Like, listen, if you compare any pay-per-view match-wise i mean raw right now there's not a lot of matches that are good but it wasn't that much better if any better at all back in 2012 2013 it was pretty shit for the most part uh cm punk the shield people like that daniel bryan were like the saving graces beyond that the well ran dry but punk's reign i thought was very good i mean but it was kind of the same thing it was kind of the same thing let's be honest where punk was champion for a while he had a lot of very good to great matches he didn't have one classic match he didn't you go back to that 14-month title run, no one can name me one five-star match classic that he had. Yeah, the John Cena Money in the Bank match, that wasn't during that title run, though. That was during the first title run. That lasted like a month before he dropped it to Del Rio or something. The real run that I'm talking about is when he won at Survivor Series. That's when he won and kicked off the 434-day reign. Um, he had a lot of good matches with Miz, Del Rio, Dolph Ziggler, Chris Jericho. He had a lot of great matches with... Um, Daniel Bryan, eh, I guess the Daniel Bryan they had one classic match, so I guess you could say that one. Over the Limit mm-hmm. 2012, that was a, an amazing match. Um, he had great matches with John Cena, even got a couple good matches out of Ryback, of all people. But for the most part, he never really had one amazing match. Um, and for the same reason, he was not positioned as the guy. John Cena, although the guy is not nearly the same wrestler that AJ is or that Punk is, he had a lot of classic matches because they were built up as big fights. Him and Triple H at WrestleMania 22, people still remember and talk about to this day. Him and Shawn Michaels from WrestleMania 23 may not be as good as Cena in the in, in, in Punk from 2011, but people still talk about it because it was built up as the main event. It was built up as a big deal. A lot of Cena matches have that feel about them, even though his reigns were long. Um, they didn't have as many great matches, but there were a lot of matches that had a big fight feel that people remember. And you really can't say that about AJ and Punk or, yeah, AJ and Punk just because they were not positioned as the guy on the show. So I do think that uh, plays a factor in that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Survivor Series 2018 coming up before we wrap it up. Uh, right now, the card is, is, is filling up. We're getting some matches. We're getting some teams for the women's side on both Raw and SmackDown as well as the men's side for Raw and SmackDown. So far, we have seven matches on the card. Ronda Rousey. Becky Lynch, champ versus champ. Same with Seth Rollins, IC champion. Nakamura, the United States champion. Brock against AJ. We have uh, Team Raw. Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman, 
TBA and TBA against uh, The Miz, Daniel Bryan, Shane McMahon, Rey Mysterio, and Samoa Joe. Before I go any further, the SmackDown roster. Um, I mean, I think me and you uh, a few weeks ago said, man, they can do The Miz, they can do Daniel Bryan, they can do Randy Orton, they can do XYZW, but now Shane McMahon, the best in the world, obviously, is on this roster. I, I know you're probably foaming at the mouth. Like, I can't believe... Why Shane McMahon is on on this roster, but you should not be shocked. Um, he's on it. Are you happy about that? Or you, or you just don't really <laughs> give a fuck about it? What a waste. What a waste. <laughs> I, I mean, we that. talked about it on Friday. I knew this was coming. The guy was on Team SmackDown for the last two years, 2016 and 2017. And he's like always booked to be one of the last people in there. He always has to be booked like Superman. That's right. Even though the guy sucks. And even <laughs> yeah. though he's not an active competitor. He's easily the worst part-time wrestler, if you can call him that, they have on the roster. Yet he still survives against all these people like he's a fucking Superman. Makes no sense. In a realistic situation, he should be beaten within mere minutes. Not fucking lasting 20 minutes in the ring with all these younger and older guys. Makes no sense. So, yes, he is on the team. The rest of the team, if anyone saw SmackDown on Tuesday, is uh, is well aware that it's going to be Shane McMahon. It's going to be Daniel Bryan and The Miz's co-captains. Rey Mysterio and Samoa Joe. Um, people that did not make the cut include Andrade and Alamos. You could have had Andrade in the slot that Sheen is in. You could have had Randy Orton that uh, in the slot that Sheen is in. You could have had Jeff Hardy in the slot that Sheen is in. And that's not even counting Shinsuke Nakamura, who's going to be competing in another match on the show. Um, there's a few other people as well. Rusev's not on the show currently. But you put fucking Shane McMahon in there because he's the best in the world. That's right. Is that really necessary like... Raw is in a pretty bad state right now, but at least they're not putting Baron Corbin on the team. They could. They didn't. So that's a plus. But they have Shane McMahon in there. Why? Is it really necessary? Does it, Can it just be the team captain but not be on the team? Does Shane McMahon have to wrestle? It's not necessary at all. So I would take him out of there. They won't do that, though. Um, and now it's going to be those five guys taking on Team Raw. Even with Shane, though, SmackDown wins by a landslide because Raw currently has, I think it's Dolph, Drew, and Braun. Yeah, I don't even Braun. know who else they would put on the team. Elias, I mean, you say a landslide? Uh, that's a, that's a good pretty three three guys right there. What do what Dolph, Drew, and Braun? Yeah, I, I mean eh. I, I wouldn't say about landslide. Eh, the well runs dry after those guys. Who else <laughs> do you put on the team? Elias? Eh. Yeah, I like Elias, but he's not really. But he's not a main event player like the other guys are. I mean, um, I mean Kurt I, Angle maybe. I guess he lost on Monday, so I don't know why he would do that at this point. Baron Corbin isn't competing. Um, Dean Ambrose, I don't know why he would want to compete for Team Raw. That would be insanely stupid mm. from a storyline standpoint. I know he's not on the show, but he doesn't have to wrestle. Um, Seth is doing something else. Uh, who else even is there? I don't even know. Um, Bobby Lashley, maybe. Yes, maybe Finn Balor. I maybe. May, I guess. I mean, he should be, but the guy's booked like a fucking loser. Bobby Lashley's booked like a fucking loser. All the people on SmackDown have been booked a lot better, so therefore SmackDown should win this thing. Otherwise, it's a joke. I know Braun's a dominant monster, but he too is a fucking loser. The guy can never win when it matters most. Dr- Dolph does nothing for me. Unless he's with Drew. Yeah, you hate Drew's Dolph. the only one that's being positioned as a star right now. He really is the only one that I give a shit about on that team. So SmackDown should win by a landslide. Oh, well, there's always gender. Oh, God, let's not go down the gender route again. Down the gender route. Hey, man, every week you pick on 
two guys. You pick on Jinder Mahal and Dolph fucking Ziggler. So I, I need to know, who do you hate more, Jinder or Dolph? Jinder. Uh, That's not even a question. Dolph is just annoying just because he's been around for so long, and he just mm. – he's had a good year. He's had a good year, but he just still – he still does nothing for me. Once Dolph – or Drew, rather, dumps his ass – I'm going to care about him even less. But at least the guy can go out there and have a good match. Jinder is just fucking terrible. But you know what? To his credit, though, he's right where he belongs right now in the card. Um, he lost to Apollo Crews on Monday. You know, technically, we talk about AJ's reign. You know who AJ beat for that belt? Jinder Mahal. So technically, dude, Jinder Mahal is still technically the former WWE champion, not a former WWE champion, the, the former. former WWE champion. That's right. And he lost to Apollo Crews on Mondays. <laughs> that hey. should give you everything you need to know about how the company views him in 2018, as they should, because the guy's awful. Hey, shit happens. Um, hey, man, they could, they, they could put Shawn Michaels in that team role and take her. <laughs> why not? At this point, why the hell not? Exactly. Um, let me see. Okay, for the, for the woman's side, we don't have anybody yet, but Alexa Bliss is a team captain. They're going against... Carmella, Naomi, Charlotte, Sonya Deville, and Asuka in the 5-on-5 five five women's match at Survivor Series. So for Team Raw, real quick, I, I would have... Come on, man. I think it's... Hmm, what? Sasha, Bailey, Natalia, that's three. In Bliss. I mean, I'm assuming, I'm assuming Bliss is competing, I would hope. I'm not sure, though. She, she didn't wrestle at Evolution, so she might not be competing. I would assume that she is, though. Okay, so four. I mean, I you know, is she gonna pick all four good guys? I mean, I, I mean, who else is gonna? It, nah, she won't compete. No, she won't pick off. She Nia can't Jax? pick all good go- all, all good guys just because. I mean, she's a heel. She's obviously picking Mickey because they're friends. I would hope she doesn't pick Alicia. Okay. She's fucking awful. Um, would Nia be in it? I mean, I would assume so. She's the number one contender to the Raw Women's Championship. A uh, God, I hope Tamina's not in it though. Oh my God, I oh, hope yeah. not. Ember Moon should be on the team. Absolutely. I would take Ember over Natalia any day. Ruby Riot should be on there, but I don't see that happening. So, I mean, definitely Bailey and Sasha. Maybe Natalia. I assume Natalia just because of what they did with her on Monday. So there's obviously some focus on her right now. Yeah. Um, And then I guess you could fill it out with, with Naya and Tamina. But if Alexa Bliss is really the team captain, then why wouldn't she put Mickey James on the team? And that's a uh. quick elimination right there, but it still makes sense. And I would put Ember Moon on there, but the chances are looking pretty slim, unfortunately. They're probably doing a pre-show, Nia and Tamita against Ember Moon and somebody in a tag match. I, I could see that. I could see that. I don't know who she'd be fa- or who she'd be uh, teaming with, but I, I could certainly see that. Uh, we get uh, we got new tag champions, AOP on the Raw side. That they'll take on the Bar, I guess. So, what was the point of Seth and Dean winning the tag belts and? You just kind of get rid of that storyline in two weeks. Um, just to create that cool moment when they won the belts and just to have Ambrose turn yeah. on them. Because otherwise, what would you have, who would you have had the uh, tag titles? I mean, Dolphin Drew were the champions. They weren't going to lose them to AOP. And they were breaking those guys up anyway. Drew is obviously being positioned as a top guy. So, I mean, I don't know who else they would have dropped the belts. There's no team on Raw that really would have made sense. I know AOP, but like they're two heel tag teams. So mm. that would have been weird. Um, I'm I'm fine with the way that they did it. That they really there was. I'm glad they did it when they did, and they didn't drag this out for weeks right. with no Raw tag team champions. They probably would have to be honest, but 
But they realized, oh shit, we have Survivor Series coming up and we're doing champion versus champions. We need the bar to face someone. So they might have just forgotten about the tag titles altogether had it not been for the builds for Survivor Series. So I'm glad they did it when they did. And now um, AOP are tag team champions. Honestly, I like AOP. I enjoyed their work in NXT. I think they've been fine since being called up. They fell off the radar for a while, but they got back on the wagon. They got Drake Maverick as their manager. They've won a bunch of matches. They're, built, they're being built up strongly. The Seth Rollins match, even though it was a handicap match, was easily the best match they've had since coming to Raw. Mm. Um, they looked real good in that match, as did Rollins. I thought that was a great match. And now they're the new Raw Tag Team Champions. Um, so I think the Rollins-Ambrose stuff is going well. The interaction they've had is awesome. Ambrose is not giving away just yet why he attacks Seth Rollins. So they're making people want to wait to find out why he did it. And then, um, yeah, now we have new Raw Tag Team Champions. Now we're getting an AOP versus the Bar at Survivor Series, I would assume. And that should be a great match. Um, I think that uh, that'll be very hard hitting. It's going to be two heel tag teams, but who cares? I think they'll have a great match, and um, you know, it's 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 going to be way better than anything else they could provide from Raw. Because I mean, the revival's awesome too, but they've been buried for so long now. I don't think anyone would care. AOP has more of a chance to succeed right now than the revival. So AOP versus the Bar is is uh, pretty sounds pretty damn good to me on paper. And the last match so far on the card, we'll have Team Raw. Team SmackDown in a five-on-five tag team match. So far for SmackDown, we have the Usos and the New Day. They got to come up with five, three, oh, not five, three more tag teams. And then Raw needs five tag teams. Uh, I, I mean, who do you think fills out Team SmackDown on the tag team side? And Raw as well. So the weird thing is that they have yet to announce the champion versus champions thing here. So for the tag teams, maybe just because AOP won the belts on Monday, they didn't want to announce it it so soon. They got it. I would assume that they will do that, though. It would be very weird if they just did a tag team elimination match because they did that. Excuse me. They did that back in 2016, and it was a fucking mess. They had like 20 bodies in the ring at one time, and it was the rules where if one member gets pinned, the whole team is out. But is it really necessary? Like, it's not. Like, I don't really care to see that. The women's match, I get. The men's match, I get. The tag team elimination match, there was a reason they didn't do one last year. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's a good chance. Actually, no, they definitely are. They definitely are doing champion versus champion. Because otherwise, why would the bar not be the captains for Team SmackDown? It's going to be the Usos. They phase the New Day tonight to determine who the captains are. So the bar has got to be in their own match at Survivor Series. If not, what a waste. But um, so to complete Team SmackDown, obviously we already have the Usos and the New Day. I would put Sanity on there. Anderson and Gallows, they haven't been seen in months. Neither have Anderson and Gallows, <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. Um, that's four teams right there. Um, I don't even know who the other team would be. I know SmackDown has a bunch of teams. I can't think of them right now because it's really just been the bar and New Day for fucking months. So, um, man, we have the Bludgeon Brothers. One of them got hurt, so they've been yeah. out for a while. I mean, I guess the Colognes, but who cares about the oh, Colognes? So, God, I hope not. Um, they also have not been seen in months. I don't know. A Sanity, Anderson, Gallows. Um, That's yeah, tough. probably the Colognes. I'll say them for right now. I don't even know how else it would be. And for for Raw, what'd you say? No, I'm saying for Raw. Who we got? Uh, I'm trying to think off the top of the for Raw. Uh, uh, if it ain't if Dolphin not, Drew, it's not, it's not going to be Seth and Dean. No, not AOP. Probably. I'm, let, let, let's assume the tag team champions aren't involved. Okay, so Raw would have to be the Revival. Okay, the Lucha Dragons, really? not the Lucha Dragons. Um, what Lucha House Party? Same thing. Lucha House Party. They just got called up to Raw. 
Um, the fucking B team, Chad Gable and Bobby Roode, and the, the fake the fake LOD team with that team again. I was gonna say probably the Ascension. There I mean, you go. Um, are there even any other teams? I guess not. That's it. Jesus Christ, that's sad. Because <laughs> Titus Worldwide isn't a thing. Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy haven't haven't teamed in months. Yeah, where's so. Bray Wyatt at, man? man yeah, I, honestly, dude, I don't know. The guy's been off TV for months. He's not hurt. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck's going on with him. I don't know what's going on with Bray Wyatt. No one knows. He hasn't been shown on TV since August. It's fucking November. What a waste. Yeah, you miss him, don't you? You you rather I see do. him? I honestly very much do miss Bray Wyatt. You, they need him, right? They need someone. Yeah. You rather see him than than Jinder? I bet. That's that's evident. That is uh, woof, definitely. That's that's a, a given. Um. So yeah, man. I think you know Survivor Series. You know, is it, it, is really. You know, one of my favorite shows. You know, I'm very old school. I, I love the tr- uh, traditional tag matches. You know, sometimes you get an occasional IC title match or a world championship match, and not many times you see the belt change change hands at Survivor Series. I don't recall last year, but I know Goldberg beat Brock uh, two years ago, and that was a big shocker. So, you know, just keeping Survivor Series as one of the big four shows and kind of put some effort into it because they, they, they put a lot of effort into Royal Rumble and SummerSlam and obviously WrestleMania but just keeping the, the, the tradition of Survivor Series alive and I know a couple a couple years ago there was a rumor that they were going to take it out and then you know they kept it so just you know r- remains to be seen on how this one is going to pan out and see if it lives up to previous Survivor Series but I, I've always been a fan of, of the show Hey, you know what? It's got potential on paper, and it can't be any worse than Crown Jewel. So it's got those two things going for oh, it. And man. despite the Raw versus SmackDown theme doing nothing for me, um, Brock and AJ, no matter whether who goes over, it's going to be Brock. But the match should be good. If it's anything like last year, it should be good. The tag team match, like I said, should be very good. The The tag team versus tag team champions match should be good, I'm saying. Mm. The men's elimination match can be hit or miss. Same thing with the women. The tag team elimination match, hit or miss. But Becky and Ronda should be the main event of that show. It's being billed like the main event of that show. It feels like the main event of that show. Um, that's the that's the match I really care about, to be honest with you. I know I'm not alone in saying that either. So what's the main I'm event? Feeling that way. So what you say? You feel like you feel like that should be the main event, but what do you think is going to be the main event? Um, probably the men's elimination match. Oh man. Yeah. Nah, it's, I don't know. They did that last year, and it was star-studded to hell. But it just—it was a fucking disappointing main event. They—they—they've done that. I know. Fifteen was the one where Sting was at. Sixteen was the Goldberg Brock. Last year was the five-on-five, right? Yeah. Well, fourteen was when Sting debuted. But yeah, they did the five-on-five in the main event of that year. They did the five-on-five in the main event of twenty seventeen, and then probably this year. I don't know why. No one cares. So I don't know why they would do that. But whatever. Oh, 14 was Sting. Fifth, yeah, because WrestleMania 31 was, was a 15. So 15 was... 15, 15 was, they had that tournament for the vacant title, and Roman beat Dean, and then Sheamus cashed in. That was oh, a bad show. Yeah, that show yeah. sucked. Oh, God, come on, man. Yeah, I f- totally forgot about that. Then 16 was Goldberg. No, seven, yep. Goldberg, Brock. Last year was... Oh, man. I totally forgot about that that Roman Reigns Sheamus. That was terrible too. <laughs> <laughs> that was that awful. Was terrible. That was one of the worst Survivor Series in the past ten oh years. Oh my god! I mean, it, it, hey, it's better than Crown Jewel, right? Hey, you know it's up there. That show sucked, but nothing is worse than Crown Jewel. Crown I will Jewel say that. Crown Jewel and um, Great Balls of Fire. You're you're at the bottom, buddy. You're at the bottom. 
Well, no, Great Balls of Fire was a great show. That was really? honestly very good if you go back and watch it. The name sucked, though, obviously. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's at the bottom because of the name. Yeah, that too. I mean, there's a reason why it's not being brought back. Um, before I let you go, man, you know, every time we bring up Survivor Series, we're just we're just around that just around that time, you know, Survivor Series '97, Montreal, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. I think we're going on 21 years now for the anniversary. Um, Shawn is still wrestling, obviously. Bret Hart is not. A lot of things have changed since then. I know we always bring it up, but I, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but. Just kind of get your thoughts on the whole Montreal screw job and where wrestling would be or won't be today if that particular event does not happen. Well, first and foremost, it wasn't a work. So anyone who still believes it's a work can go fuck themselves because it very clearly was not a work. <laughs> Second of all, um, the biggest impact that it had on the industry was, I mean, obviously, would Bret Hart still be wrestling today if it wasn't for the Montreal Screwjob? Honestly, there's a good chance of it. Um, I don't know if the Bret Hart, the uh, Goldberg thing would have happened in WCW. What have happened if he wasn't in WCW? What even would he have had suffered another injury in WWE that would have caused that? I don't know. He could still be wrestling today as a part timer, the same way that Sean is. Had he not gotten hurt, who knows? Who right. knows? Or had he not, not not gotten hurt, had he not left WWE where he got hurt in WCW. Um, but not even that, though. I mean, obviously, the biggest impact for me that the Montreal Screwjob had was that it was... I don't know if you would say it was the beginning of the Attitude Era. I think that would be credited either early 98 or later in 97 or earlier on in 97. I think the biggest thing to come out of this event was the creation of the Vince McMahon, Mr. McMahon character. Now, it wasn't immediately after Survivor Series that he was Mr. McMahon. He was hated after Survivor Series, but they didn't run with him as a heel, as a heel until after WrestleMania 14, which I never really knew until after I heard about it or read, read back on it or watched the shows or whatever. It's not like he became Mr. McMahon overnight. They just started to run with the booze and started to run with him as a top heel authority figure after this. Um, many months later with the seeds were planted on this show not intentionally that was never the plan of course right but they might as well have run with it just for all the heat that he was garnering at that point and that kind of um for better or for worse laid the foundation for what we still have today heel authority figures and vince mcmahon will always be was and will forever be the best heel authority figure this company or any company has ever had mm -hmm. eric bischoff was great Vicky Guerrero was great. No one was better, though, than Vincent McMahon as the head honcho in WWE as a heel. So as the head heel honcho in WWE. So um, I think that's the biggest takeaway from the Montreal screw job for me. And uh, not uh, pretty crazy to think it's been uh, 21 years since it happened. It's pretty nuts. Right. So uh, real quick, I have to ask you what should, and uh, it'll all make sense. What, what year were you born in? 95 so i was a mere two and a half years old when this so, happened right so when so when it happened um obviously you were you, you weren't watching it live uh someone like me watching it live i was um 14 15 at the time pay-per-view you know got to order the shit and everything so just watching watching it live um it was crazy because again you're at you're a fan at home and and wondering if it's fake if it's real you know, if, if it's storyline, what's going to happen? And then you see Brett destroyed the monitor that, you know, at the end and everything and saying, putting the, the WCW signs in the air, Sean 
running off uh, at the end um, of the show. And it's just, it, you know, it, it, it's surreal, man. And then Brett spitting on McMahon. And then you're like, holy shit, man. I can't wait to watch Raw and what's going to happen. And still me thinking it's, you know, like you said, all the work. And, it's, and, 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 it, and it really wasn't. And you you hear the, the stories and you see, see the, the videos and documentaries of what really happened. And Sean, you know, for so long saying, I did not know. I, I didn't know. I didn't know. And then, and then we see what happens later. And he, he, he admits to, of knowing what was going on and him and him and Brett make uh, him and Brett make amends. And uh, I tell you, I tell you, Graham, seeing that live, it, it was a time where, you know, they're still going up against WCW and Nitro. It, it, it was just maybe they did that to kind of compete and be like, and have a fan. Like, you know what? I got to watch Raw tomorrow. I got to see what happens. Could that, that look real, but I'm not really sure if it was. And then when it was, and Brett left the following day from the contract, it was like then it, then it dawned like oh shit Brett did it, did it really leave like wow like Brett Hart is now with Bischoff and him that's crazy and a different time man there was no you know no Instagram no Twitter no no none of that where you can you know find out the sp- yeah there was spoilers there was online back then but it was different man you had to watch Raw every every night going forward to see if that storyline was real. You mentioned Mr. McMahon character came from that. And I think from that point on, when he said Brett screwed Brett, I think that was like the initial pinpoint start of the attitude era. And we've seen different things prior to that stone cold speech and other things like that. But I think that Montreal screwed job and McMahon's interview with Jim Ross saying Brett screwed Brett, what I think was the official start of the Attitude Era. And again, an era you don't see nowadays. It's very different. But that day, Grant, on pay-per-view, that Sunday night, it was like, holy shit, what just happened? Was that real? And I know I got to get my ass home early to watch Raw the following day. Hey, you know what? I haven't felt that way about Raw in a God knows how long. So long back then, it was, it was a lot different for uh for people to be tuning in Raw weekly, that was an annual, that was a weekly thing. Just more so in that case to find out what would happen next. The cool thing about the network is that you can go back and not only watch the Montreal screw job, but now every Raw has been since uploaded to the network. Yeah. You can watch the Fallout too, which is awesome. So it's crazy. Um, yeah, no, no, no. It's definitely cool to look back and see how much times have changed mm-hmm. in the past two decades. Um Graham, always appreciate it, man. Great work for Bleacher Report. You're on Twitter at Russell Rant. Always great talking to uh, Survivor Series, which I know we'll do the preview, I think, next week because Survivor Series is almost here. But, again, you can follow him on Twitter at WrestleRant. You can follow me on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, the letter J-C-R-U-Z. Find the podcast on both SoundCloud and iTunes. Find our podcast T-shirts on ProWrestlingTees.com slash Cruise Control. Again, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Cruise control, Grandma man, always appreciate it. I know we'll do the Survivor Series preview next week. Jesus Christ, we just got done Already. talking about Crown Jewel, Evolution, Super Shot, and all these other freaking shows. Exactly. Survivor Series is coming up in less than two weeks. Exactly. It's nuts. Oh I'm looking forward to Survivor Series to be done with, just so we can take a break for about a month <laughs> before TLC kicks in. But uh, yeah. one quick note before we wrap up, Randy, I just saw this as we were speaking. A bit of breaking news here from the Uh-oh. WWE website. Reportedly, 
Jose Lothario has passed away, the mentor and trainer of uh, Shawn Michaels. He was 83 years old, so it's not like he was a spring chicken by any means, but still uh, kind of a big name from the Attitude Era that many WWE fans might be familiar with, so I just wanted to note that as well. I I did see that before we went off the air. I remember him with uh, Shawn against Psycho Sid in the Survivor Series and the Royal Rumble from 96-97, so big, Mm -hmm. big, and also... The lead up to WrestleMania 12, training for the Iron Man match, so he was a big integral part in Shawn Michaels' first and second championship reign. So you know, sorry to hear that, but I did see that before we we came on the air. No, I always thought it was weird that he was never really mentioned or brought up again after that happened. I guess him and Shawn aren't close, but we've never seen anything from Jose Lothario since then. Like no interviews. Mm. No, nothing. Sean doesn't say anything about him. We never see any pictures of him. Like, I don't know. I said that was really strange. They must have had a falling out or something. Just because we have not seen anything of Jose Lothario. This, I forgot he even existed until this news came out. I knew who he was, obviously, but we never see him. We never saw him on WWE TV at all. And I know he's old, but still very, very strange. Very weird. So. Mm. I don't know. Uh, maybe the, I think the fact that Sean came back at Crown. Hey, you know what? Maybe he watched the Crown Jewel match and thought, you know what? I'd I'd rather croak than watch this shit anymore. Oh, so you on. never know. That's that's actually awful <laughs> to say. I take that back. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, rest in peace. All right, Graham. Take it easy. Thank you, Randy. I'll catch you uh, next week. Peace, brother. All right, man. Take it easy. You do. All right.